Today on the big first episode of Talkin' Tom, we're watching the movie Big, starring America's favorite dad, Tom Hanks. Big was released in 1988. It's directed by Penny Marshall, who was the first female director to earn $100 million with this movie. Big's also co-written by Anne Spielberg, who is Steven Spielberg's sister, and it led to the first Academy Award nomination for our boy, Tom Hanks. So if you're up for a conversation about the problematic relationship between our two leads the depressing realities of adult life, or the importance of Tom Hanks as a fashion icon. Keep listening. Insert theme music here. My mom always said, life was like a box of chocolates. Across from me, your one of your co-hosts today is Josie Vorenkamp, and she is a Tom Hanks super fan. Super fan. And that is her main qualifier, and her vast knowledge of Hanks in film and in real life. That's what she's bringing to the table. That's one of the nicest things anyone's ever said about me. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so across from me is Daniel Ott. Daniel Ott is extremely qualified to host a podcast about Tom Hanks. Not only because he's got his finger on the pulse of pop culture, but he's got a very strong sense of what makes films, films. And if I can give a brief example, we went and saw the movie The Florida Project a couple weeks ago. The end just totally flew over my head. I I didn't understand it. Daniel walks out of the theater pretty much. I'm not going to spoil the movie, but he pretty much explained the ending in such a concise way that I almost... You know that emoji that just like hits their head? That oh, yeah, the facepalm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, so I feel like we're going to bring different things to this podcast. Yeah. Um, we both we both love Tom Hanks. Absolutely. We both love talking about him. That's but what drew us together. Yeah, we'll make something really nice. Yeah, and we'll take everyone along on the ride because who doesn't want to talk about Tom Hanks? Yeah. What do you think makes Tom such a fixture in pop culture? I think because he sort of exists on, like, a separate plane where, like, I feel like Tom is the, like, textbook example of, like, who we all want to be our father or our friend. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Totally. Or our boyfriend or girlfriend. There's just, like, a human characteristic that seems so sweet and loving. I've never met him, but <laughs> I can only assume the best. And I think that's what it is. Yeah. America's sweetheart. He really is. He's America's sweetheart. So for all the horrible things that we see in Hollywood and we're constantly reading about, he just like, like, what's the, transcends it. Like, yeah, (laughs) he's what we need right now. Yeah, we need positivity. And I think that that's what we hope to bring with this and all this talk of Tom. Yeah. So specifically, what do you think we're going to be talking about? Overall? Yeah. I don't know. Overall, we want to, we want to go through. I think the, the fun part is we get a rewatch. We're going to go through all of his filmography, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about the movies from perspectives of like how we feel about the movies, how we felt about them if we've seen them as kids, and then how they've aged and if they mean new things to us. But then also, like I feel like the nostalgia and kind of like what his movies did for us growing up and like why they were important and why we think of him as this like supernatural being. Um, I think that's what I hope to accomplish in the podcast. Yeah. How about you? No, I, I agree. I think there's one thing that pretty much everybody can agree on is just like 
how great Tom Hanks is. Yeah. And if we can add to that narrative and just continue to remind people that there's some good left. Yeah. Maybe this, like, maybe this is our way of bringing a little more Tom Hanks. It's like Sunday school and the subject is Tom. Yeah. So today we sat down and we watched the movie Big over at Daniel's house. And I'm going to paint the picture for you guys. Daniel has an impeccably decorated apartment, first of all. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. It's not my doing, but thank you. <laughs> uh, a massive television, great sound system, huge couch. Really one of the best places to watch a movie, I think. I think, yeah. That's that's the only thing I have going for me, so I thought that was important. <laughs> have you seen the movie Big before? Yeah, I've seen it a few times. I saw it as a kid, which is very funny to think about because so much, especially watching it now, like so much of that movie went over my head. Yeah. And I think back of it as a kid, I think of like, kid is an adult and that's the things he gets to do and you're like, that's cool, I wish I could do that. And now I'm like, well, have you? No, you know, I watched it on a plane a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. but I just realized that the only other time that I know about this movie is because I went and saw a play in second grade that was like the theatrical like play version of the movie Big. <laughs> oh wow. I didn't know there was a play yeah, version. Yeah. I don't remember much. So cuz I knew that I knew the story anyway. So I, you knew the story before you associated Tom with it. Yeah. So I knew the piano and yeah. I know Zoltar, but I just never had actually seen this. Yeah. Is it okay should we call him Tom? Like is it uh, we don't know him yet. Yeah. So we can Let's just call say him Tom. Tom. Okay. Cool. Yeah. We're <laughs> if anything we're on a first name basis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Tom. Perfect. So Big, if you haven't seen it, is about a young kid who's 12 at the time of the movie starts, um, who makes a wish that he wants to be big and wakes up the next day as Tom Hanks, which is everybody's dream. (laughs) And the movie's sort of about him and that. And if you haven't seen the movie, I would say pause this podcast, go watch the movie, and then come back and join us then. Yeah, where have you been? Yeah, you've had plenty of time. So the first thing for me, I would say, is yeah, you wake up. The kid wakes up and realizes he's Tom Hanks. Like, that is primo world. Goals. He's, I guess I would really like to do that. Especially, like, 32-year-old Tom Hanks. Prime. Like top of his game. Um, like, look, there's, like, the scene he looks in the mirror and he's sort of like, what am I, like, he's confused by it. Whereas I would be, like, thrilled. Right. Like, the destiny's been good to me. Things have changed for the better. Yeah. And that, my first note about the movie, I was like, how does, how does someone get that to happen to them? Yeah. It's just, I just got to find it. Yeah. Some unplugged machine. Yeah. (laughs) Some unplugged arcade machine at a carnival. Well, we'll do that after this. Yeah. Um, No, and I I think it's funny thinking about how his, him being this little kid in this movie, it becomes obviously a running theme, I think, just his own childhood and how it is a, it's a really good thing for some things. And it's really bad also. Like it really... Sort of, the older you get, it sort of has a dark turn to it. Mm-hmm. Like, the movie kind of becomes about a kid who's been thrown into an into adulthood who starts to, like, go apart from his best friend, and he's away from his family and, like, doesn't have time to be with either of them. And I feel like that's sort of about, like, kids going into college and beyond. Like, that's what happens. Like, you grow apart. You Like, you have no issues. They don't have a fight. They just grow apart because things change. Responsibilities change. Yeah. So it's kind of dark in that way. Like, a dark reminder of what's to come. Truly. And, like, maybe when you get chances to, like, be a kid, to still take them. Because I feel like that's the one thing Tom Hanks' character brings to everyone is, like, this childlike view of the world. Of, like, here's what you used to have. 
You still have it. You just have to remember you have it sometimes, but not all the time because then you don't get anything done. That was something that I kept thinking about too, how if, if I viewed my job now or the things that I do now through that lens of a child, probably appreciate the stuff I do a little more, right? I think of it, I think I would think it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't think it's super cool now. Yeah. But if like as a kid, they'd be like, that's crazy, you get to do that? I think the core reason this movie works, it's it's a fun plot, but is his Tank's performance. Oh, yes. Like, every time I rewatch it, like he's gotten nominations and, you know, critical acclaim for his performances, but like, the idea that him at his age playing a kid and every single physical expression he does through his his body and especially his face is like the most childlike thing mm-hmm. is the most impressive feat of the movie. That scene where he runs back into the house to be like he's just become Big Tom. He's just become Big Josh. That's yeah. his name. <laughs> his character's name. Like Big Tom. Josh Bash. Yeah, yeah, Big Tom and Little Tom. Uh, he's just become Big Tom, and he realizes like. I can't, I need to ask, I need to ask a grown-up for help. And he runs in and he tells his mom and he's like, mom, it's me. I became a grown-up. And his mom like won't even listen to him. And you see the stuff he did with his face in that scene is heartbreaking. And then he runs back outside because she, he's, she's scared of him and he runs outside thinking that he wants him to wipe his shoes. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like perfect little, it's like the little touches that you're like, oh yeah, that's my mom used to do that. I know that this movie obviously is like super funny and is supposed to just make you laugh. Sorry, I'm looking at the ceiling. I oh, you just get weird. That was a spider. <laughs> uh, there was also some kind of some darker things. I know you just touched on it, but I feel like we don't really get any resolution about the fact that like this kid was missing. Yeah. <laughs> like like he was on that milk carton. He was a missing kid, and this. Yeah, they, I think. The movie, and maybe intentionally, doesn't talk about things like that so that it doesn't have to be a thing. Yeah. Because him going missing, his parents are in turmoil. <laughs> yeah, their family's that's falling be, apart. Yeah, he has like a little sister. They have a marriage. We have no idea how good the marriage is, but that's going to cause like... Yeah. Meanwhile, the neighbor kid who knows everything, he's not telling him anything. No, he's, he's holding being a little that, dick. Honestly. Um, and then, you know, then you bridge into other stuff like... The relationship he has with the older woman, like the way that they get, the way that they get around talking about that is they just don't talk about it. Yeah, it happens and like it fades to black and it's like funny and then you're the one left to be like, oh, no. Did you feel uncomfortable watching any of those scenes? No, there. It's sort. It's weird because it kind of plays up like, which is interesting because it's directed by a woman, and it sort of plays up a teenage fantasy thing, mm-hmm. but. It's never too gratuitous. I mean, it's it's gratuitous because it is what it is. It's messed up, but they and they play it for, they play it for laughs, and I can't tell if that not that it would make it better, but like, well, how am I supposed to feel during this? Yeah, and I can't tell if that's a worldview thing of just where we were, maybe in the eighties, and like where that portrayed on screen. I hope that still made people feel weird, but <laughs> like now, I think we're just maybe we're we think more about stuff like this and it's kind of a thing that's brought up more in culture that like, no. And so we see that on screen, no matter all the more like, no, yeah, it's not, it's, it's, it is weird. And I don't, yeah, it's weird. I think, so for you guys, for those of you listening, we're specifically talking about the relationship that uh, big Tom develops with one of his coworkers. Her name is Susan. 
And she's kind of like a bossy, badass, kind of a career woman who's been hurt in the past. And now she is actually falling in love with someone who turns out to be a 13-year-old kid. Yeah. So her as a character, she's kind of killing it. Like, Oh, yeah. She will leave men behind who, mm-hmm. like, she's got, she knows what she wants and she will, like, ditch the people who aren't giving her what she wants. Yeah. And, like, moving up, gonna get that respect. I didn't, like, I appreciated that. Like, yeah. She's, she's, if she, she's gonna go get what she wants. Yeah, I have a few thoughts on Susan. I think, uh, specifically, just that party scene where Big Tom shows up in that. Yeah decked out tuxedo that he rented he looks like just impeccable looks like an angel he eats that baby corn (laughs) (laughs) it's like too funny and as he's eating the caviar with her with susan that like that's the moment that she decides i'm going home with this guy as he's gagging and spitting up (laughs) this disgusting beluga caviar she's like i think i want to take you home it was. Do you think it was like a spite thing against the other guy she was seeing, or was it general curiosity? Oh, I don't know. I feel there's obviously like he sucks. He totally, yeah. he totally sucks. But was Tom any better for her in the limo when he's just like fucking around with the buttons and yeah. he's flipping things up? And he's being so annoying. And you like if I was her. I hope I would just jump out of that car. He's not listening at all? Or? No. And she, but for some reason that's better. So that feels like spite. Yeah. Or maybe it's just like, almost like a darkness to like, this is what I'm used to. Yeah. And that he maybe sort of becomes something different. I think because like emotionally, I feel like the other guy just like reeks of someone who's like verbally and like a narcissist. Totally. Um, to his coworkers and to her. And so t- since... Um, Josh is not one and he sort of like emotionally just like lets her be free and like brings back all these positive things maybe that's the drop but I don't think you see that at the beginning no. you're like what are you doing especially there's just what this one part where she kind of shouts I'm being vulnerable <laughs> I'm like girl same yeah. done that uh, never worked out and it's it's almost like there's this sad like depression to her character I think that she has what is essentially the worst first date of all time. <laughs> she thinks she's going to sleep with this guy and he makes her sleep on the bottom bunk. Yeah. And she's just like, okay with it. He was honest. Said, I'm going to, I'm t- I get tough. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. And you can respect a man who's honest. What If you walk, okay, you, you go, you go, you're on a date with someone you stop by their place. They open the door. They have Josh's apartment. <laughs> that's like a, that's a red flag. Totally. I mean, it's a great, in reality, it's a great place to hang out. Yeah. But would really put a different perspective on who you're hanging out with. Yeah. And I think that apartment, I mean, it's like a penthouse, essentially. How it's, much money is he making? I know. Apparently, the, as the computer guy, he was making yeah. like $127. <laughs> yeah. To whatever that. To vice president of toys. I have friends in New York. I know what they're, what, I've heard what they pay for rent. Yeah. That's a great company to work for. Yeah. But he did rent all the furniture in there. True. So. That's a pretty good idea. And he's probably not saving for his future. Knowing that's not that a good idea. Yeah. He eventually plans to go back to being a little kid again. I think that's a true tell of most people that age. You have no concept of the future and money. <laughs> Just blow yeah. it. Yeah. Not much has changed now, but. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. 
I don't know. I just feel bad, I think, for Susan. It seems like she never really... I mean, what happens to her? She just... You almost... The older you get watching it, you shift from... We we watch it, we think we're Josh. Mm-hmm. But then the older you get, you're like, no, we're Susan. Yeah. Like, we're living this, and there's someone who's, like, got it together in a way we think we want, and there's things to teach us, but in reality, that's not us. Yeah. We can learn from it, but... Oh, yeah, we're Susan now. Yeah, I think we're Susan. <laughs> like, bad relationships, like, maybe a not fulfilling job. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's Uh-oh. even darker than I thought to think about. The movie Big is a horror movie. Yeah. Should have watched it in October. Oh, we should have. Yeah, that whole that whole environment in that workplace. First of all, what kind of money is that toy company making that they have a party like that? Yeah, and they that's got shifted. Company limos. Yeah, no company could get away with that now. Yeah, no one's selling toys like that anymore. No. Have you ever been to New York? I have. Have you been to FAO Schwartz? I have. Oh my God! Tell me Just all for about the piano. it. I, there's the issue when you go there now is because of big, the piano is never. There's always someone on the piano, oh, whether it's button. an adult, yeah. And it's not that they're any good; they're just on it and they're you know pressing a button, so you can't get in there anymore. Oh, that's a bummer. I guess if you like, were there at open or right at close. Okay. But that mo- that scene's so ingrained. I think that. What about you? Have you been? Uh, yeah, but not to F.A.O. Schwartz at all. Oh, I just okay. for yeah, no. Um, I do have these like fantasies about New York City, and I, and I think they really put an eye on everything that makes the city so scary, mm-hmm. especially right in the beginning. Yeah. When he gets that room you rent by the day, the sheets you make a deposit on, there's gunshots in <laughs> the first like two minutes of him being there. That's very true. Scary, man. We, if the podcast goes well, we tour, we go back to old episodes mm-hmm. and we go to locations and we talk about them. I love it. It's perfect. I love it. We just need, we need uh, advertisers, sponsors, uh, listeners, Patreon. Oh yeah. And listeners. <laughs> we need people like you. Also. <laughs> oh my gosh. Where do you think the biggest shift was for him? Like when did he stop being a kid? He seems to stop being a kid after, which may be another dark turn, when he starts his relationship. Mm -hmm. Because he starts to kind of adapt to please her and who she is as a person, which I think is appropriate because there's two people in a relationship and you have to kind of meet the compromise. Mm -hmm. So to him, he starts doing adult things and she starts to kind of behave a little more like a kid, sort of that... Freedom, but that's when he starts to really lose like his ultimate lower self. Like he's maturing away from that. Yeah, he starts drinking black coffee, which he's yeah. never done before. He, there were also little moments though that I I kind of noticed his his childlike essence poking through. Um, when when him and Susan are planning the big toy presentation, mm-hmm. she's drinking wine. But there's a pizza box right in front of them. Yeah. And you just know that conversation was like, oh, we'll have a nice dinner. He's like, I brought Pizza Hut. <laughs> yeah, and that's the compromise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and it seems like everything he does, he's sort of doing because that's what he thinks you're supposed to do. Yeah. Like he hasn't, he's not old enough to have figured out what he wants and what his routine likes will be. He's just like, adults drink coffee, adults do this, adults do that, mm-hmm. and it's like kind of just mimicking it almost. Yeah, the act of just like pretending. Yeah. Which I think 
resonates with that yeah. few of us. So you just like, gotta fake it till you make it. Yeah, and like you never actually know, and then so you just pretend. Yeah. Just do whatever everyone else is doing. Probably the biggest joke of all time is that all of us are just pretending and nobody actually knows anything. Yeah, big is the thesis statement to that, that it's true. <laughs> I do think, though, that he is... He, one thing that I think is funny is that he is like actually good at his job in this movie. Yeah. Like, he works hard. Like, he got the, the character who tells him at the beginning that, oh, slow down, like, we have to take it slow and steady. John Lovitz. Yeah. And he's... <laughs> his, like, brief cameo. Yeah. So, uh, funny. But he's, he's, like, genuinely good. Yeah. Like, quality toys... He learns very fast. He's there. I mean, we assume six weeks, they say, or whatever. Yeah. So he's learned his job very fast. He's learned how to be an adult, sort of, very fast. It's a pretty good turnaround for an employee. Honestly. Yeah, it seemed, I guess, now that you said that, it really was only six weeks. But a lot of stuff happened. Yeah. I can't think, I can't look back in six weeks and really think about how much has happened, but I guess that's an appropriate amount of time. Yeah. Like, where their relationship was, like, they're not living together. They're hanging out all the time, but they're not living together. Right. He's still, like, not liked by some of his coworkers because he's new and, like, changing things. Yeah. Meanie boss Paul or whatever his name is. The guy from Home Alone Dad. That's all I know <laughs> Yeah, that guy sucks. Yeah, he gets married and then leaves his kid at home, like, multiple times. <sighs> Irresponsible. Susan, Susan, like, dodged a bullet. Honestly. I had one other thought. There's this... And we keep talking about the dark like undertones of this movie, but specifically in the scene when Susan breaks up with, I think his name's Paul. I think that's the yeah. main guy. He starts saying, why would you leave me for someone like Josh? He's just another wheel in the chain or link in the chain. And he starts naming all these people that Susan yeah. has allegedly had relations with. He slut shames her. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it sounds like he's doing. And then she gets really mad and says, I can't believe you brought up Golding. But who's Goldie? <laughs> yeah, what did Goldie do differently? And why is he like a don't like Voldemort status? Why don't we get to talk about Golding? We don't talk about his name. That was the spinoff that never happened. Ah, oh, dang, yeah. But it could come back. Well, maybe the Golding story is in the extended director's cut. Oh yeah, we discovered today that there's an extended cut that's 25 minutes longer. Extra Which content. I literally don't know what it would cover, but maybe it's in that. It's just this whole golden. We'll revisit. <laughs> that would be amazing. The golden cut. Who do you think? Who's your favorite character in this? Um, weirdly, now that we talked about it, I I like Susan a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can't you can't pick the main character. That's too it's easy. Too obvious. But Susan and I weirdly like his the woman who plays his secretary. Oh my gosh! I had her written down. Yeah, she's so there's something so funny about Mrs. Her. Patterson. Yeah, something dark about her too. She's like horrified by yeah. him. He's so nothing but he seems very kind, yeah. which means that the work environment she's used to is horrifying. Yeah. She needed to talk to someone. But she kind of loosens up. Like, she's talking at the party, uh-huh. even if it's, like, <laughs> really boring. Yeah. And then at the end, the coffee thing, her response to that is more like, I know you. You don't drink coffee? Yeah. So I maybe wonder they become. I like to think that they became friends. I do, too. I like to think maybe she, like, maybe she's just super uptight. She never had fun. Yeah. Maybe this, this changed things that. for her. Yeah. Maybe that's in the extended cut. Oh my gosh, yeah. There's a hopefully. lot of answered questions maybe locked away there. Yeah. We talked about, I guess I got my stuff. My big point was the growing apart thing, which we yeah. had to talk. Um, if we jump to the end of the movie, the thing that I think is especially 
funny and dark this time is that he makes the wish. Susan drives him to his home. Uh-huh. He gets out of the car. And last time he slept overnight and changed. This time he's freaking changing as he walks. <laughs> Susan must be like mortified. Yeah. Just... Like she has slept with it. It's implied she slept with him. And, and she felt changing. like in love with him. Yeah. She like, had changed deep... her life. Now he's changing into a child in a grown up suit. Yeah, he kicks his shoes off at the end because his shoes don't fit. Yeah. But she also says when they're by the machine, uh, by the by the water, she says like, um, maybe in ten years, maybe she keep my number. Yeah. Ten years, Susan. At least she was committed. She's like, you know what, I screwed up, Mm -hmm. so I'll keep this open. To I also noticed as soon as she really made that connection that he was an actual child. Yeah. She didn't kiss him, like, romantically. It's true, yeah. She kissed him on the forehead, kind of like a mom would. It just becomes this, like, sweet... Probably really what was at the core of their relationship was that sense of just childlike wonder. And, like, what they have brought to each other. Because I think she helped him grow up, and then she helped her sort of, like, rediscover who, who she was and, like, wants to still be. I don't know. What do you think happens afterwards? I, I would love to know because, you know, he goes into the house and he's like, Mom, I'm home. What is the next week of their life like? Because the next yeah. shot is he's back hanging out with his buddy. Yeah. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa pop. Yeah. What did he tell his parents happened? Yeah. Like, they hint at it, but how, when you get home, you're like, I have this giant suit on. <laughs> yeah. that's spooky, too. Like, it was my captor suit. <laughs> yeah. And there's this whole other part of it where he's writing letters home on saying, like, I'm fine, I'm safe. You know, yeah. like, notes that he's written apparently under duress yeah. is just so terrifying. He calls her, but he, he can't talk in his little kid voice, so yeah. he calls his mom and he's talking as the captor, right? Yeah, so is there? there's no question of, like, who was the man who took you? Yeah, and, like, the police can't track that. He, like, calls from the office. Yeah. There's some maybe some plot holes, but... yeah. Nothing that detracts, because I don't think that's the focus, and I think it's, right. it's like a story that, that that focus could be like the, a procedural show of like a yeah. heavy police involvement plot show, but I think you sort of have to ignore that and just like be in the spirit of what the movie stands for, because mm-hmm. if you really try and break it down, like it falls apart, but like, what's the fun in that? Yeah. It's not trying to do that. I'm willing to suspend my disbelief. So it goes back to being little 13-year-old Josh, but when he grows up and ends up being 30 again, does he look the same? Like, is that what he's supposed to look like as a big kid? I hope so, yeah. I think so. Good. I thought it was weird when his friend said, um, oh, you look, you look, you know, disgusting or whatever. Like, <laughs> what the heck are you talking about? Yeah, rude. Yeah. False. <laughs> you don't get it, kid. Do you think he calls Susan back? <sighs> Just, like, updates her on, like, how yeah. school went. It's almost like Captain America. With the, the woman he loved in the 40s, and then he gets frozen until now. Oh, yeah. It's I guess like a little a, different, because they were of age. She says, like, you'll I, you'll forget about me. And he's like, oh, no, I won't. Yeah, what what Susan has lived out, and Josh, what does that change about them fundamentally as humans going forward? Like, magic is real. Yeah, yes. We can believe in witches inside of theme park yeah. Toys? I don't even know. Spiritual. Like maybe he returns to it? Yeah, also, wouldn't you be making a ton of other wishes? Yeah, if I was that little redheaded sidekick friend, damn, I'd be wishing for everything. Yeah. Gosh. 
Maybe there's there must be restrictions too. Yeah. Zoltar. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's a whole other episode. Yeah. Conspiracy theories. Yeah, I hope he calls. He called Susan back. Oh, they could just be. I would like it if they were just friends. I think so too. Like they shared important life moments together. I also think, and like, forgive me for saying this. She's, like, pretty emotionally damaged. Like, she's yeah. got stuff she needs to work out before she can probably be in a relationship. Oh, and this did not help. No. This <laughs> Poor is... woman. Anybody who treated her with any kind of decency, it seems like she would have just latched on. Yeah. And thank God he treated her with respect and... Yeah. Ultimately a good boyfriend. Yeah. Um... Yeah, this, this, I think Susan is, rewatching it as you get older, Susan is the character you relate to and really feel for, like, the dark thing she's going through. Mm-hmm. Which, she's a little older than us now, so that means that we have that to look forward to. Oh, great. All right. I think that would probably sum up Sums up the movie portion. big. Yeah. yeah, that's the movie. So I guess now that we've kind of gone over our a review, I guess, of Big. Um, it's probably important to note that that's not all we're going to do on Talking Tom. This podcast is far beyond that. It is about Tom and all aspects of culture. Yeah. Most notably, I think we could talk about the latest, you came up with this, current Hank's happenings. The current Hank's, Hank's happenings. <laughs> I did a quick Google search and I found a GQ article that was published very recently all about how Tom Hanks is redefining dad style. Even my dad talks about Tom Hanks. He's just got it together. He's he is truly an icon of young and old. It's just relatable. I think, um, well, this article specifically is talking about he's out promoting a book of short stories he wrote. And he's living in black denim jackets, thick framed glasses, white crewnecks. Is that... Is it fair to say that's like similar to what you're kind of wearing right now? I yeah, I think it's what I'd like to be wearing. You got the glasses. I have the glasses. I could see you. I, I don't s- own denim yet. Well, I will now. Denim. Or I'm, what did he say? What is it? <laughs> black what? Oh, black denim jacket. Oh, okay. Oh, we gotta get you a jacket. I gotta get a black yeah. denim jacket. Okay. Yeah. I mean, other than that, you probably got it. I could. I feel like I dress like this. Absolutely. <laughs> It's crazy that he is, he has the, the career and he's worked so many years in the industry and is still getting GQ articles about his fashion. And they're listing people who, who are also dressing like him. There's a photo of Colin Firth, same outfit, Jim Carrey, Christian Slater, Jeff Goldblum, all in pretty much the same black jacket, slim pants, glasses. They've all got glasses on. I want, I want like an Ocean's Eleven of those people you just read. Yeah. Like That's the like, dad brigade of people. Uh, the dad the brigade dream. we all need. We also had recently, there was the David S. Pumpkins Halloween special. Yes. Which I haven't watched yet, but we're going to get to sometime. We'll get to it. We're going to cover anything and everything related to Tom Hanks. Now, if there's something specific you think we're missing and we need to discuss, then you guys got to let us know. Because as much as we know about Tom, there's always a little something, a little hidden tidbit we're missing. Little joys. I recently found out that he is related to Abraham Lincoln. 
He's like a third cousin removed. That's amazing. Yeah, that doesn't actually doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, that just sense of like honor. Yeah. Yeah. Like a time honored person from the history of America who's like looked back on very fondly related to Hanks. Not surprising. What do you think Tom is doing for Thanksgiving? Ooh, uh He cooks, right? He's, he's got gotta a cook. He's got like two, he's got that two oven set up at mm-hmm. least. And his family's like, do that answer. I got it, guys. I got it. Sit back. Yeah. Babe, watch the game. <laughs> he's like chill. He's got a secret brine recipe for the turkey, probably. He's prepared half of it the day before, so like it's not a, he's not Russian. Mm-hmm. It's just cooking. He's enjoying himself. He's and got a setting the plates. Apron on that says kiss the cook. Over the black denim. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing his <laughs> black jacket. <laughs> I would love to be at that Thanksgiving. A friend of mine had dinner with his family. Really? I just yeah. That's I was cool. Talking to this friend of mine, and he just casually, as if he'd just been holding the world's best secret, slipped in that he'd had dinner with Tom Hanks and his family once, and basically all he did was just reiterate every wonderful thing we already know about Tom. That's like, that's like top tier one up. Yeah, I know. I'll forever like, oh, you did jealous. what this year? You've done what your whole life? Well, let me tell you what I did. It's one time in college. Yeah, that's the mic drop there. Yeah, so I guess we're gonna be, we're gonna be watching the rest of the movies, uh, probably every couple of weeks. We're gonna release an episode. We're hoping, um, after we finish this episode, we'll start with, in chronological order. Yes, so we'll go back to his first movie, which we're still kind of figuring out. It's hard because he was in some TV. Yeah, I think starting doing film and then jumping back to like do some TV episodes just to yeah, see what, where Tom came from. Yeah. We'll watch him grow as an actor. Yeah, so we'll start back from the beginning because then we get to watch Tom age and become this refined, matured, respected actor nominated for many awards, an icon of your youth in different formats from this to Turner and Hooch to The Burbs to Toy Story mm-hmm. to ruining your... Life with Saving Private Ryan and like showing you the horrors of war to being like a dope dad spy in British Spies. Yeah, he's literally done it all. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a pretty great journey to be honest. Yeah. I haven't watched very many Tom Hanks movies, to be honest. You get one, you love it, you just rewatch it. Yeah. That's what happens. That's how like that's the Tom you want. Mm -hmm. You got a different Tom for a different part of your like I want big Tom today. Mm -hmm. I want Forrest Gump Tom today. It's like a different outfits for different occasions. Different Toms. Different black denim jackets. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So as we're watching these movies, we want you guys to be watching along with us. And we want you to hopefully, like, just continuing the conversation. I think we talked a lot about how these Tom Hanks movies fit into our childhoods and just, they fit in. And they grow with us. So I want to I wanna hear from people, I guess, any personal moments they've had, maybe specifically with Tom Hanks. Yeah, tell us about, you know, if, if for this episode, if Big had an impact on you as a child or as an adult, or if you have specific non-movie things relating to Tom Hanks, we'd love to hear them and share them live on this recorded podcast. <laughs> live to tape. <laughs> live to tape. Oops. Yeah, I think... There's one thing that unites all of us, and it's Tom. <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah, we can all group hug 
and our love of tone. Mm-hmm. All right. So we are just getting finished setting everything up on our end. We've got a new website up called Talkin. That's without the G, talkintom.com, where you can find lots of information about the episodes, the movies we're watching, and a little bit more probably about Dan and I. If, if that's what you want, that's where you can get it. We've also set up a Twitter, and the Twitter handle is PodHanksTomCast. So follow us on there. That's where the conversation will live. You can DM us um, your stories or just send us tweets and stuff. We'll be talking to you guys from there. And you can also find me on Twitter at ThatDanielOtte. And are you on Twitter? I am. I don't go on there much, but I'll probably start. Uh, Josie Vorenkamp. And uh, yeah. If you go to the website, you can learn the spellings of those. (laughs) Anyway, we're looking forward to it. I hope you guys are too. So that about wraps it up for today. Um, Join us as we go forward in the future and kind of figure out what this show's about and refine our style in the same way Tom Hanks has refined his. Uh, I'm Daniel. I'm Josie. Hanks Hanks for for listening. listening. And sorry we said that.